tonight in Isaiah in chapter 6. Isaiah in chapter 6. And I want to share with you something the Lord is speaking to me about. It's been a help to me. And I believe it will be a help to you. An encouragement to our church. Isaiah in chapter 6. After, after Wednesday night's message, and now you guys, some of you have shared with me your love language. I think we've got a lot of quality timers in the room, okay? Uh, out of the group, um, think of how we express love and care for one another. I said to my wife, I said, it looks like everybody needs to spend a lot more time with each other. Um, and so I think at least four of you have said that your, your love language is quality time. And so uh, that's, that's something very important. Look, um, the more we care about one another, uh, we have to modify our schedules. And for me, um, these are things the Lord spoke to me about, um, about modifying my schedule. And, and that's something I did a couple of months ago uh, because, look, my wife's, my wife's love language is quality time. And it means I need to spend more time with her. And so um, that is something I've been trying to restructure my schedule. And look, it's a lot of work for a hyper guy like me that's always on the go. And even when I'm home, I want to be doing something. And I have to sit there and talk and actually listen <laughs> and, actually, and actually really genuinely want to listen. And that's, uh, that's part of discipline. That's part of growing up and being a man. And uh, it's been something the Lord's been teaching me and I'm something I'm working on. But if we're going to show love to one another, we have to try to understand each other and their own language. And so um, that's not even the message tonight, but it's just something to reflection on Wednesday. And this afternoon we were talking about it and I said, we've got a lot of quality timers in the room uh, in church. And we need to spend more time with one another, find ways to invest in one another in time. Look here in Isaiah 6 and look in verse 5. You know the verse. But I believe this verse is a help to us tonight. Isaiah says, then said I, woe is me. Woe is me. Not great is me. Not I'm amazing. I'm awesome. No, he says, I, woe is me for I am undone. Undone. The Hebrew word literally means uh, to, I've come to rest, to cease, to cut off, to destroy, to perish. Isaiah is literally saying, look, I'm, I'm about ready to die. I'm about ready to perish. I am, I am so uh, falling. I'm falling apart at the seams. If I'd be honest, he says, I'm falling apart at the seams. He says, I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips. And he says, I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. You know, the more meditation you have in the word, the more quality time we have with God. The, the more when we come and spend time with other people who have not been with God, the more it troubles us. Okay? The more quality time we spend with the Lord, we see how little we are and how big he is. Woe is me. Before he can use me in greater ways, we must realize we are nothing. I believe God is doing a time of refining in our church. Look, this, this whole situation is not caught God by accident, okay? It's a refining time. And don't be discouraged because you're back to the number that you were at maybe seven years ago, okay? Don't, don't, don't remember the former things, okay? Don't spend your time there. It's a completely different situation. We have a whole nation, a whole, a whole government who's pushed people out and said, look, don't go to church because that's where you're going to get the virus. And people are so scared to death. Um, even people who have been filled with faith in the past are so scared to death that the reason they won't go to any church right now 
is because of the virus, okay? And, uh, and the Lord knows that it's very difficult in situations to, to understand and to know how to navigate things. And, and, and God gives wisdom in all these times. It's an unprecedented time. People are also afraid about the governors, and the different governors have posed things that are in, in, on every state, and there's pressures, unprecedented pressures um, from government leaders during this time. And then, if that wasn't enough, there's also a bunch of hubbub and confusion in regards to the election, okay? And so you got all these things piling up, and people's minds are on overload right now, okay? And so the last thing they're thinking about, in some cases, is church. They're like, I guess I'm just going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. And all they're thinking about is what's going on around them, okay? Um, and, and they're worried about, and all these pressures from the, the world, really they have spir deep spiritual needs right now, but right now they're not coming for the spiritual needs because they're too afraid about the physical situation. They're too afraid of getting sick and dying, and even though there's, only, there's a 99% chance they'll survive. Um, they're still just afraid, and it's, it's, a, it's a unique time to be alive, okay? So in the midst of all this, I encourage you, uh, let's just, let's just we're, re, we're in a way just God's re, reconditioning our hearts, refocusing our minds, and before he can use us in greater ways, we must realize we're nothing. And really, it's just a time of refining and purifying of the saints, where we just, as saints, come before God and say, Lord, cleanse me, Lord, wash me, because, Lord, I want you to use me in greater ways than you've used me before. And, and do not look back on these years as, as failures. Do not look back on them as... Um, as a waste of time. No, uh, look at it as building blocks. God is building our faith and God is working in our church and he wants to do great things. Uh, our, our great attempts at witnessing are nothing in his sight. Our great attempts, my good attempts at witnessing are nothing in his sight. Isaiah says, woe is me. My great accomplishments are nothing in his sight. Isaiah says, woe is me. My wisdom is nothing in his sight. Woe is me. Isaiah got to a place where he realized God was everything and he was nothing. And when you see this text, we understand the passage. We understand the angel appeared to him. We understand that, that the Lord spoke to him in this special way and he saw this vision into heaven. And if you look in verse 6, Isaiah says, Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar and laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is, he says, purged. Isaiah said he was a man of unclean lips, and God cleansed his heart in this verse. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Whoa, uh, then said I, uh, here am I, send me. So earlier he says, woe is me. And then he says, here am I. Isaiah's two responses to God in this passage, very clear responses. First, I'm nothing. And then he responds later by saying, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to surrender to whatever you want me to do. And tonight I want to share with you several thoughts from this passage. As we dig into this passage, he is everything. He is everything. I've preached from this passage before. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember what outline I, I preached. I have no idea. I know it was a completely different direction. And uh, when the Lord put this passage on my heart, it's a completely different outline than, I, than I've ever used. And I like to uh, just really uh, dig into things in a different way. And when you look in this passage, first I'd like you to see this tonight. This is from verse 7. He wants to cleanse me and use me. And if you're taking notes, he wants to cleanse me and use me in greater ways. 
in greater ways than I'm serving right now. He wants to cleanse me. He wants to use me in greater ways than I'm serving right now. It says in the text, the angel appeared to him and says to him, Lo, this hath touched thy lips. Thine iniquity is taken away. Thy sin is purged. Why would God wash somebody up? God's not going to waste his time washing somebody up if he's going to use them. Okay? Just like you don't wash those dishes and just leave them sitting in your cupboard uh, without a purpose. Okay? You're going to use them. You're going to, even if it's not till the guest comes over, you're going to use those dishes. That's why you leave them clean. Do any of you put the dishes back dirty in your cupboard? <laughs> okay? Some people, I think, do that maybe. But <laughs> or they don't wash them until their guests do come over. They leave them all stacked in the sink. But uh, washing those dishes, put them back away. Why? Because they're ready to use. God wants to wash us and cleanse us up because he wants to use us. And if we'll be honest as a Christian... Uh, we need to continually be cleansed. Isaiah, the prophet of God, had to be cleansed. He had to recognize he was nothing. God was everything. And God said to him, uh, thine iniquity is taken away. Thy sin is, he says, thy sin is purged. Sin, what sins are purged? Well, he says, I'm a man of unclean lips, back in verse 5. He's got dirty, a dirty mouth. You say... Did he say something that was displeasing in God? If we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God, God will show us that bitter word that came out of our mouth, that unkind word, that thoughtless, whatever it was, he will reveal these things to us. What The little words, uh, the little things we said, the, the little harshness, whatever it was, he says, I'm a man of unclean lips. He recognizes that his mouth has become defiled. That means also his heart, because what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. So he's recognizing there's some cleaning that needs to happen. God's showing him this. He wants to cleanse me and use me in greater ways. Tonight we're looking at full surrender. Full surrender is really what the, the prophet is seeing in this passage. And what God is showing us in this passage, it's a full surrender. A full surrender. He wants to cleanse me and use me in greater ways. Uh, Robert Murray McShane says, in great measure, according to the purity and perfections of the instrument, will be the success. According to, he says, the purity and perfections of the instrument will be the success. It's not great talents God blesses so much as great likeness to Jesus. A holy minister is an awful weapon in the hands of God. It's not great talents God blesses, and I thank God for that. Because look, if God was looking for the most talented, he would never pick me. And sometimes we think, well, God's going to use the most talented. He will use so-and-so, but he's not going to use me. And I, it holds up the work of God. And so we need to ask God, Lord, uh, what way do you want me to be, what way do you want to cleanse my heart? Just a little, whatever it is, little area. Lord, cleanse my heart. Lord, purify my heart. Lord, help me to think on things that are pure. And for me, church, it's been really... Um, it's been less and less and less and less and less and less and less of, of this nonsense, okay? I, I, I don't, people share videos with me all the time on Facebook, okay, about this stuff, I mean, conspiracies or whatever they got going on. I, I don't even watch it, okay? I, I believe there was a lot of fraud, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to stick with that, okay? Uh, that's my belief. 
but there was a lot of, a lot of fraud, I don't need to watch a thousand videos to back it up, okay? I've seen a few little clips here and there, but I don't have time for the news, okay? If I'm going to watch news, I'm going to watch Newsmax, but I've only watched probably 30 minutes in the last three weeks. Um, that's, that's all time I've got for it, okay? I've got other things to do in life. I've got a family to take care of. Uh, I, I've got other priorities in life. I have a church to pastor. I have people to reach out to. There are other things on my mind, and, and really, uh, I don't want to get all hung up on all these things that are going on. I'm aware that it's going on, but it's just going on behind the surface. It's too much information. Now, the whole virus thing, uh, I'm just not going to let the fear of man dominate me, okay? I understand the math. And the math is that it's 99% of the people are going to survive. And so I don't, need to, I don't need to get wrapped up in the spikes. I'm like, okay, 99% of the people are going to survive. I'm not going to, I don't care what the news says about how many people are sick today. I really don't care. Okay? I don't want to know a thing about it. Uh, why? Uh, because it's 90% it's, it's of it is propaganda. Complete confusion. And it's a complete distraction in my personal walk with God. And I'm tired of hearing about it from the news. And so I just, I just tune it out. I just tune it out. I'm, I'm just tired of it because it's distracting my walk with God. It, it confuses me. It frustrates me. And uh, I, I really, I just kind of, I've heard enough so that I, I kind of know which direction it is and I'm, I'm just staying there, okay? <laughs> That's where I'm parked. Um, and so uh, I, I, nothing will surprise me at this point with what they seek to do. God wants to cleanse us. God wants to use us in greater ways. And uh, I don't want my mind to be so inundated by all this foolishness going on. I've heard enough of it. It's, it's just confusion. It's absolute confusion. It's disgusting. And uh, what's, what's going on in our nation? Our nation needs God. That's what I, it's, whenever I see a little, little, little blurb or something, oh, okay, our nation needs God. All right, yes, that situation happened, okay. Uh, and the media covered it up, okay. That's not a surprise. I'm not going to focus on it. I just, I, that's, the, that's the way it happens. <laughs> Truth comes out, they cover it up, okay? And so uh, I'm not going to get surprised when I hear that again. I just know that's the way our nation is. If you remember, we taught through, I believe it was Micah, uh, where everyone was like a briar branch, and the, the worst of them was like, a, like going up against a stone hedge and like a briar's patch. That's exactly what kind of a nation we're dealing with, and it's all come out. It was already that way, but it's all come out. And so we live in a time of perverse people, but if we get so focused on the perverse people, we miss our walk with God. And we want to focus on our walk with God. He wants to cleanse me. He wants to use me in greater ways. Uh, he wants to use you in greater ways. David Livingston was a pioneer missionary. Do you know how many miles he walked? Anybody want to guess in the thousands how many miles David Livingston walked? Take a random guess. 3,000. More. Multiply it times three. 29,000 miles, it says. 29,000 miles throughout Africa. Hmm. His wife died in the early in their ministry, obviously from the hardship of the field. He faced stiff opposition from his Scottish brethren. He prayed, Lord, send me anywhere, only go with me. Lay any burden upon me, only sustain me. Sever any ties that binds me to your service, but that which binds me to your service and to your heart. And Ravi Zacharias shares that, uh, that illustration. Lord, he says, send me anywhere, only go with me. See, he says, lay any burden upon me, only sustain me. What a prayer request to pray. Lord, give me any burden, but just sustain me. Give me any burden, but just sustain me. And Lord, break any ties, sever any ties that's binding me to anything but to your service and to your heart. A prayer of cleansing, a prayer of surrender. He wants to cleanse me and use me in greater ways. Look at John 14, if you would, in verse 12. John 14, in verse 12. 
Let's look at what the Word says here. John 14, 12. Jesus says in this passage, and to Philip, he's, uh, Jesus is responding to what Philip said. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and, read the next word with me, greater works than these, it says, shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now, didn't Jesus do great works? He did wonderful works, and he's saying you can do greater works than he did. Wow. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He saw multitudes come to faith. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do, and greater works than these. See, it's believing faith. It's cleansing faith. And one area that I believe, uh, like you mentioned this morning, Brother John, one area where we can fall away is really in not believing God to build the church. Okay? Uh, God help us with that. And I want to encourage you, uh, to each of you, I know uh, you have been faithful over the years. I want to encourage you, don't give up faith right now. Don't give up faith right now. That's a sin. He wants to cleanse me and use me in greater ways than I'm serving right now. It might be different ways than you served in the past. It might be new horizons. It might be different things. But we need to believe God that God wants to cleanse us and use us in greater ways. And so let's not stay in the past and let's not focus on the present, but let's believe God with faith for what he's going to do in our life, through our life. And Lord, right now, what do you want me to do right now? And let me start heading in the right direction. I might need to ask for directions, but Lord, would you help me to head in the right directions? I might need to ask for counsel, but Lord, would you start heading me in the right direction? I used to do this, I used to do that, but now what do you want me to do, okay? It's a time of refining because literally everything's changed, okay? Uh, everything has changed in our lives. He wants to cleanse us. He wants to use us in greater ways than I'm serving right now. And look, if your ministry is no greater than holding someone's hand and praying with them on a regular basis and being an encouragement and being positive, that is one of the greatest ministries you could ever do. Okay? Um, you say right now I can't hold people's hands. <laughs> but... One of the greatest ministries you can do is being an encouragement to somebody else, all right? Everybody can be an encouragement to somebody else. And it, when we are an encouragement, we often find that we get encouraged, okay? He wants to cleanse me and use me, and, and we need to ask God, Lord, show me new ways I could serve. Lord, show me new ways I could, I could lift up right now. Show me, Lord. Uh, I want to do greater works, okay? He wants to cleanse me. Secondly, he wants me to hear his call. He wants me to hear his call. Look in Isaiah. Uh, he wants me to hear his call to new horizons, to unknown horizons. So God wants to cleanse me. He wants to use me. We never should get this attitude of, Lord, uh, you've used me, and Lord, uh, now it's somebody else's chance to serve. Uh, it is somebody else's chance to serve, but God still wants to use me. It's somebody else's chance to minister maybe in a certain area, but God still wants to use you and me, okay? He wants to cleanse us. He wants to use us. He also wants us to hear his call to new horizons. Isaiah heard the call, verse 8. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying. Hmm. 
I heard the voice of the Lord. Look in Isaiah chapter 30 in verse 20. Isaiah 30 in verse 20. I heard the voice of the Lord saying. Isaiah 30 verse 20 through 23. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 20, there's a time, 30 in verse 20, and there's a time of difficulty here, and it says, And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers, and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way. Walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left. Look in verse 23. Then shall he give the rain of thy seed, and thou shalt sow the ground withal, and the bread of the increase of the earth, and it shall be fat and plenteous. In that day shall thy cattle feed in large pastures. The nation of Israel is in a time of, verse 20, bread of adversity, waters of affliction. You might feel that you're in a time of bread of adversity, water of affliction. You might be in a time where you're discouraged, you're down, you don't know why. Uh, you might be struggling with physical pain. You might be struggling with uh, whatever type of adversity, whether that be something uh, physical in regards to food or, or your body, uh, whether it be financial, whatever the pressure might be, the bread of adversity, the water of affliction. You might feel like things are, you just got a bad lot of life right now. But Bible promises, God promises his people Israel. He says, I'm going to lead you. If you're my child, he says, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. There's a voice that's going to be behind you saying, go this way, go that way. Listen to the voice of God. He wants me to hear his call to what? To new, new horizons, to a new place uh, of service. And it doesn't mean moving logistically to a new place. I'm talking about uh, seeing the horizon that God's put in front of us. Uh, in verse 23, he's very clear. He says, I'll give you rain. He says, you're going to sow the ground and bread of the increase of the earth it shall be fat and plenty. So basically, you're going to put the seed in the ground, and it's going to grow. That's a big deal. That's a big deal that the ground produces. And in that day shall thy cattle, he says, feed in large pastures. He says, you're going to have plenty of food for all of your cattle. Now, in Bible times, this is really important. You've got to have food for your cattle. You can't go down to Tractor Supply and get more. You've got to have food. And, and you, you can't go to Tractor Supply and they give you the little COVID reason, okay? I mean, you can go somewhere else. But... That's not, that's not going to happen in Bible times. So you couldn't just go buy it somewhere. You had to actually grow it, which is really a whole lot more pressure, a whole lot more personal pressure. I mean, if your ground didn't produce right, it's not like you could go down and, and buy all these water lines and you have a nice artesian well and just pump the water out and make the crops grow. If it didn't rain right, you wouldn't have any crops. It was a completely different time period to be living. And uh, you could wind up having to finance everything that you have in order to get seed from somebody who did uh, maybe live in a meadow or somewhere where they could grow produce and have the grain for their animals. But the Bible says you're going to have, your cattle is going to be able to eat good. They're going to eat well. They're going to eat in a bountiful pasture. It's a large place. It's a, it's a full place. The Bible promises them this. God is going to provide for them. 
I heard the voice of the Lord. See, God wants to lead us. He wants us to hear his voice. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me, Jesus says. D.L. Moody wrote the following words next to Isaiah 6, 8 in his Bible. He said, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. What I can do that I ought to do and what I ought to do by the grace of God, I will do. <laughs> Amen. He says, what I ought to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And God's not asking you to do something impossible. Well, he is. But he's asking you to do something he's going to enable you to do, which is not impossible with him. Okay? So he's going to ask you to do something that we think is impossible, but something he, he knows we can do, because we can do all things through Christ. When, when Adoniram Judson graduated from college and seminary, he received a call from a fashionable church in Boston to become the assistant pastor. Everyone congratulated him. His mother and sister rejoiced that he could live at home and do his life work. But Justin shook his head. My work is not here. God's calling me beyond the seas. To stay here, even to serve God in this country, I would feel would be only partial obedience, and I could not be happy with that. Although it cost him a great struggle, he left his mother and sister to follow the heavenly call. Judson's churches in Burma have had over 50,000 converts, and the influence of his consecrated life is felt around the world. I thank God for Adoniram Judson, his surrender to missions. And if you've never had a chance to read his biography, I encourage you to get it. Read his life. God wants to call us to new horizons. And I believe he wants to use our church in greater ways. And he wants us to have this attitude of surrender. Like Isaiah, woe is me, for I'm undone. And then the Lord appears to us. The Lord appears to us and says, look, I want to cleanse you. And now look. I want you to recognize you're nothing. I want to cleanse you up of your sin. And then I want you to hear my voice. I want you to hear, I want you to hear my voice again. I believe we need to ask God again tonight. Lord, would you show me what you want me to do? Because right now, it seems like I can't do anything, okay? Whatever, it, look, we, we've all got up against walls in different areas, okay? And uh, there's, there's many walls. And look, uh, part of being a, 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 a solid Christian is coming against a wall of adversity and being willing to sit there and steadily push for a couple of years. Not give up. Not waver. Not waver. Just continue to trust God. You know God wants you to head this direction. You just keep pushing. You don't give up. You don't quit. You just keep moving. And you trust God, okay? And don't have this attitude of, I'm going to surrender. All. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just uh, lay down my arms. I'm just going to give up because it didn't, it didn't go through the first time. Keep trusting God. Uh, he is waiting for our full surrender. What did Isaiah say? After God appears to him, after the Lord speaks to him, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, then said I, then said I, here am I, send me. Completely, you know, a different attitude than Moses. Remember Moses? Ah, Lord, send somebody else. I don't want to go. No, he's waiting for our full surrender. There was a missions director who once met with a mother of one of his uh, missionaries. And uh, he spent some time getting to know her. She prepared tea for him in her parlor, and, and as they drank the tea, she explained how she had a son and a daughter on the mission field. The daughter was serving in China and the son in Sudan. She loved them dearly, but she missed them. And she went on to explain uh, the great sorrows that she had, really, as a result of not being able to see them. She described the son's burden for the Sudanese people. And uh, the relay of his description of the people brought her to tears as she spoke of him. The missions director left the house with a deeper appreciation for the parents of missionaries and with a greater burden for the Sudanese people. 
A few months later, however, this same missions director got word that a missionary in Sudan had been killed. It was this lady's son. Feeling that he should be the one to break the news to her, he went and visited the woman. After telling her the tragic news, the mother looked down. And after a few minutes to gain her composure, she said, Sir, I would rather have my son die in the middle of Sudan alone than have him living here with me disobeying God's will. Wow. I believe we need to have a renewed passion for that type of an attitude of surrender, whether that be uh, surrendering our, our, the people that we love or have around us, surrendering our rights, whatever that is, surrender. Surrender to God. Full surrender. Here am I, Lord, send me. Will we ask God again, Lord, would you send me? Lord, would you use me? Lord, I just want to do something greater for you. I do want to do something greater for you than I've, than I've done. Lord, would you open my eyes? Would you, would you uh, reveal to me things you want me to do in greater ways than I've done before? Help me to see beyond right now. Help me to see beyond the past. And Lord, give me a vision for the future. I, you want to use this church, and let's just not pray, Lord, send somebody else to do it. He might be saying, Lord, I want, he might be saying, I want you to do it. And uh, he might be saying, uh, this, is what I, this is what I want you to do. I want you to walk in this way. Look, there's some things that I've been praying God would send people to do in our church. Okay? And this year, I've worked extra hard at some other areas in my life so that when this whole thing breaks... I'll be able to do those ministries myself that I've been praying other people would do, okay? Because they've got to get done. They've got to happen. And, and if nobody else is going to volunteer to do them, I'll do them myself. But I, I had to work on some other things this year in order to be able to, um, in order to be able to, Lord willing, have more time uh, in, the, in the year to come to be able to do these new ministries. And see, look, uh, we need to uh, prioritize sometimes our life because, you know what, God wants to use us in greater ways. I want to start a college ministry to the college students. As soon as they open those colleges back up, I'm going to start a Bible study to the colleges. Okay? I've been praying for somebody else to do it, but nobody wants to do it. So, I mean, there's people that are willing to help maybe here and there, but there's not really been somebody that's been qualified and able to, to step up and lead. Okay? That's just been the case. Okay? I'm not faulting anybody. That's just the case. We didn't, don't really have a, a man who's been saved for decades who feels called to that type of a ministry. Okay? And so... Um, I know, I know Brother John wants to help with it. I know, I know different people are maybe willing to help here and there, but it's something that you need to have somebody actually as a leader to, to help and, and lead it up. And uh, that's something that, we, that God has not given us yet. And so what are we going to do? Uh, if, if God doesn't raise somebody else up, God sometimes calls you to do it. And, uh, and God, wants, God wants us to be willing to step it up in different areas. There's a school, and I, I've, I'm burdened for, for the school. Obviously, right now, we can't do after-school programs, but I'm burdened for the school. And look, I was praying for several people to step up for that, okay? That didn't, but you know what? I know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to step up and we're going to do it as soon as this thing breaks, okay? Uh, but part of that was I had, to, I had to work on some things personally to be able to take care of some other things in my personal life so that I could have more time to be able to devote to that. And um, so I believe God wants to use us in greater ways to do greater things, Okay. And, and, and he wants us to not say no. And I've been saying, Lord, uh, I don't know how I'm going to put this in my schedule. And Lord, look, Lord took the prison off my schedule. Uh, Lord's changed my schedule around a lot in the last year. It's been crazy last year. Things God has changed. But I believe God wants to do greater things. And I believe God wants to use us in greater ways. There are children around us 
who need the Lord. There are people around us, and I hope that the Lord will allow us to be able to get into these schools and to be able to, to go and do an after-school program uh, like um, in the past, uh, like the state has legalized and allowed. And that's something I would like to do. It's something there's a real need there. Uh, there's a real need for these young people. And uh, there's, a, there's a real need for the young people in the colleges. And, and now with this whole thing happening this way, um, I, I'm, I'm preparing myself to be able to clear my schedule. And, and part of that is just, just seeking the Lord. And, and we need to ask the Lord to, to guide us and direct us in every area of life. Um, that we might surrender to do greater things for him. And, and that's something you say, well, what can we pray? Pray that God gives strength and wisdom as we try to, try to do new things. And pray that God continues to raise up more laborers. Uh, the one who surrendered his all for our freedom is waiting for our surrender. And uh, may the children of this generation look back on us and call us blessed. Uh, I want the children of this generation to, to be thankful. And I want them to remember positivity. Um, may the children of this generation see Christians fully surrendered to the Master, holding nothing back from Christ. And uh, may God give us in this generation, look, a fresh holy zeal and a fresh passion and look, really fresh excitement and enthusiasm about what God wants to do. And it's, it's going to be a new, it's going to be a new start, look, to a lot of things. It's going to be a rebuilding of a lot of things. And in and, and, and all this time, God wants to use us in greater ways. He wants us to accomplish greater things. And we need to believe him for that. Um, I believe God wants to do tremendous, mighty things in this church. And uh, I believe he wants to build, rebuild, rebuild this whole church. And he's going to continue to send people in. And he's, if you haven't noticed, he's been sending people in here and there. And he wants to do, he's doing that to encourage your heart. And he's also doing that because he's got people out in the wings that he's, he's, he's reaching to, for. And I believe God wants to continue to send us to reach new people. And uh, we need to pray, Lord, help me to surrender. Help me to be cleansed tonight so that I might be able to reach somebody else. Lord, help me to reach somebody else. I want to reach somebody else with the gospel of Jesus Christ in a greater way. And Isaiah, first he had to see he was nothing. He was undone. But then he didn't focus on how he was nothing. He focused on how God was everything. Lord, you've cleansed me. Lord, you've called me. Lord, send me. Just send me, Lord. I want to do it. Whatever you're asking, I'm going to do it. And may God have, help us to have that attitude tonight. And uh, pray with that attitude. Lord, send me. And Lord, uh, maybe it's just, Lord, send me to be a prayer warrior for our nation. Maybe it's, maybe it's Lord, uh, help me to, to memorize your word more and internalize more of your word so that I would have more of the Spirit and the Word of Christ dwelling in me, so that maybe those loved ones, grandkids, whoever you have burdened my heart for, might get saved in the next five years. A burden like that. Lord, help me to be so full of the Word that next time those people are around me, they just, they just love my company because they just, they just sense that Jesus is oozing out of me. There's this presence of God and they, they, want, they want it. They want what I have because I've been cleansed. <laughs> and may God give us that fresh cleansing. And let's pray for that tonight when we go to prayer. Father, I ask that you would help us, Lord, to have this full surrender like Isaiah had. And uh, Lord, he, he had this attitude of you were everything, he was nothing. But Lord, he was willing to go ahead and surrender whatever it cost. Lord, I pray that you would help us to have that type of a passion, that type of a zeal. And Lord, I pray that in these days to come, 
you would send more people to our church. Lord, I pray for uh, this one who's being discipled right now, that he would grow, he would advance, he would be uh, strengthened, and you would call him to, use, to serve you in whatever way you want. But Lord, that you would use that life. And Lord, I pray for these, uh, every one of the members in our church, that you would encourage them, strengthen them. And Lord, just reveal to us areas in which we can surrender more fully to the Holy Spirit of God. We thank you for what you're going to do and how you're going to guide and bless in this time of prayer tonight. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen. I pray it's a little help.